Hello everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Walk on the Wild Side with me, Daniel Hyde. Now, I warn you in advance, I've got a bit of a cold, so if my throat sounds a bit weird during this recording, I apologise now. But, enough of my internal battles. <laughs> uh, let's move on to the actual topic of this podcast. So, as promised, I'll be talking all about Australia's arguably most iconic animal, the kangaroo. So, to give you a few basic info about it, the kangaroo, the kangaroo, or as it's known scientifically, the macropus, from the family Macropodidae, is, um, well, it's classified by its IUCN status is of least concern, and in the wild, its lifespan is up to 23 years, which is pretty good for a marsupial, if you think about it. So its weight is around 90 kilograms, its size is about 2 meters in height, blimey, and its top speed is 56 kilometers an hour. So it's a herbivore, and it's mainly found in the Australian outbacks. So, as I mentioned, it is a herbivore, but funny thing, it's it, like pretty much all the other Australian animals, are extremely dangerous, but... We'll go more into that a bit later in the in the podcast. So, their scientific name, which literally translates to Bigfoot, which is accustomed to their, well, it's because of their extremely large feet and powerful hind legs, which is hence why they can travel so fast and actually leap more than nine metres in a single bound. I don't know about you, but I can't do that, considering that's more than six ten-year-olds lying head to toe. So they have strong, they have small front legs and a long, strong tail, which helps them for their balancing whilst they're jumping. They are the largest of the planet's marsupials, and they can stand over two meters tall, which is quite concerning, actually. Anyway, so they're found in eastern Australia, and they live in small troops or herds, or they're called mobs by the Australians, typically made of fifty or so individuals. So, when they're threatened, kangaroos pound the ground with their strong feet and alert and warn the others in the group. And these creatures really are not to be messed with. When they fight, they punch and kick with powerful blows, and sometimes even bite. The males often fight each other over access to the females, and they don't just stick with kangaroos. They will beat up dogs and people with not much care, just because they are extremely territorial. The males, I mean. So female kangaroos, as they're quite famous for, sport a pouch on their belly made by a fold in the skin, which is designed to cradle their babies called joeys. So newborn joeys are ridiculously small. They measure at just 2.5 centimetres, so about the size of a grape. So after birth, joeys travel unassisted through their mother's thick fur to the comfort and safety of the pouch. A newborn can't suckle or swallow. So the kangaroo muscle, so the kangaroo mum uses her muscles to pump milk down its throat. At around four months, the young joey will emerge from the pouch for short little trips, and at ten months, it's mature enough to leave the pouch for good. Although it's quite funny, some joeys are reluctant to leave their mum's pouch, kind of like how us humans are reluctant to get out of bed in the morning. You can understand why. So. 
As I said before, they're herbivores and they chew on grasses, herbs and shrubs. So, besides humans and dingoes, which are wild Australian dogs, kangaroos face very few natural predators. But that's not to say that these guys are, you know, living the high life. They do have their challenges, particularly in the form of the Australian climate. So, incredibly high heat, drought and a lot of hunger due to the vanishing habitat are amongst the main dangers that these marsupials face. So, moving on, kangaroos, well, why am, why am I talking about kangaroos, you might wonder. I suppose it's, it's mainly our fascination, to be honest. I, I've always been intrigued with the fact that Australia just has everything that lives there is out to kill you, essentially. So, I don't know, kangaroos were just the standout to me. Anyway, moving on to why, to something else. Um, so there are four main species of kangaroo. They are the red, the antilopine, the eastern grey, and the western grey. So the red kangaroos are the largest, and they can outpace a racehorse apparently, which is news to me. So they are also the only large animal to use hopping as their primary method of locomotion, which is quite which makes sense actually I don't know of anything else that would do that so kangaroos have excellent hearing as I mentioned before because they are herbivores so they are accustomed to dealing with such problems their their huge ears are designed to hear the predators coming and they behave sort of like a rabbit in the pounding their feet on the ground to let the others know and Ironically enough, there are more humans in Australia than hu there are more kangaroos in Australia than humans. They are the national symbol of Australia and appear on postage stamps, coins, and aeroplanes. And yeah, I suppose that's pretty much everything that I would like to mention about these amazing animals. But so that's all I know off the top of my head. So you're going to be joining me in finding out some new facts. So, let's, con let's have a little look-see. Now, humans, I did mention, are one of the main problems for kangaroos. And it does seem that way. They've always been a problem for the kangaroos. So, when the Aboriginal Australians were the only humans in Australia, well, kangaroos were an important animal for them. They, the aboriginals would eat their meat, their, use their hide, their bones and their tendons. Kangaroo hides were also sometimes used for recreation. In particular, there are accounts of some tribes, the Kunai, using stuffed kangaroo scrotums as a ball for a traditional football game of Mangaruk, which is um, both fascinating and mildly horrifying. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so, the, um, the kangaroos now, they deal with mainly just, well, just humans moving in on their turf, mainly. So, there are a few records of kangaroos attacking humans without provocation, but there are some, several unprovoked attacks in 2004, 
which spurred fears of a rabies-like disease, possibly affecting the marsupials. The only reliably documented case of a fatality from a kangaroo attack occurred in New South Wales in 1936, where a hunter was killed when he tried to rescue his two dogs from a heated fray. So, other suggested causes for the erratic and dangerous kangaroo behaviour include extreme thirst and hunger. And um, in July 2011, a male red kangaroo attacked a 94-year-old woman in her own backyard, as well as her son and two police officers responding to the situation. So, the kangaroo was pepper sprayed and later put down after the attack, but why do you think he attacked this old lady and and her son for that matter? What was what was the reason? I'm I mean I'm curious. Unprovoked attacks are very rare. So yeah, if you if you have any ideas, please let me know. Personally, my theory might be kangaroo regression, but you know could be wrong. Probably am wrong, to be honest. So yeah, that's that's about it for kangaroos. They are. They're not your cutest, they're not my favourite animal, but I thought they were an interesting thing to look into, and I've got to say I am quite impressed with what I found out. So, what am I going to talk about in the next podcast? Well, maybe move on to an animal that I really am interested in, as much as I love kangaroos. Perhaps, and I'm just spitballing here, I'm going to talk all about foxes. Not just one kind of fox, as many foxes as I can think about, because these urban creatures have managed to survive in pretty much every climate there is, from the Arctic to the deserts. So, tune in next time when I talk all about foxes. So, remember to walk on the wild side. This is Dan checking out. Bye!